This season of the Mumbrig podcast is brought to you by Bathorium, Canada's favorite clean and green beauty bath products. They make all natural bath bombs, bath soaks, bubble baths, and accessories with no artificial fragrances or toxins. And they're vegan and ethically produced. To get 15% off, go to mumbrig.ca slash bath. Welcome to the Mumbrig podcast a place where you can feel normal, get helpful information, and laugh your ass off. Hopefully without peeing your pants. I'm your host, Erica, and I have two kiddos. I am not a mom expert, but I do have a zillion hours of therapy under my belt and no filter. I'm on my own journey to find happiness, and I want to help you on the way to yours. Let's just talk. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Hi. Hi. How's it going? Good. How are you? <laughs> I'm super excited to have wrangled you down into this because you do this perfect balance of hilarious, sarcastic, kind of bitchy, but also in like an acceptable way. And you also balance it with actually being an incredibly intelligent human being, which is Thanks. the most hilarious part. <laughs> so I'm kind of hoping today we can just shoot the shit and chat about all the things because that's sort of what we both do with our accounts right it's just the shit show of motherhood but with this supportive element of it so maybe just for those people who live under a rock and don't know you or follow you have heard about you tell me a bit about yourself all right uh how far should I take it back I'm from I think people are always shocked to find out that I'm from Sudbury Ontario which is (laughs) Like such a bad rep for people who aren't in Canada. Sorry. Right? No offense. Yeah. So it's like Northern Ontario. It's four hours North of Toronto. So it's funny because anytime I would go to the States, um, people would be like, where are you from? I'd be like, Oh, like near Toronto. It's not near Toronto. It's four hours North of Toronto. Yeah. It's not close at all. Yeah. So I did all my grad school in Ottawa, which was, I was there for 10 years. Um, that's where I met my husband we met online on plenty oh, of fish. That's a that's early for that like 10 years ago. No, we didn't oh. meet 10 years ago. We met in 2012. Okay, that makes sense time-wise. Yeah. yeah. So plenty of fish. Um lovely. Yeah. And then yeah, when we I was in my PhD program when I got pregnant and we were engaged at the time. So we had our wedding. I was seven months pregnant at our wedding. And then I had Milo did the 12 month maternity leave from the PhD program. And then I just had a little bit left to do, like finish up my dissertation, do the oral defense. Um, So after the 12 month maternity leave, Milo went to daycare. I finished that up. And then I was like, I wanted to kind of put out there all the things that I realized like in pregnancy, like in labor and delivery in postpartum recovery, like all the motherhood things that people don't talk about. And that I was like, Whoa, like, am I the only one? Like I started putting those out in blog posts and people like related to it so much. And I was like, okay, apparently it's all of us that feel (laughs) the same way. Shocking. Yeah. So then I, you know, in quarantine, I finished my PhD right before quarantine started, like literally days Um, so then in quarantine, I didn't have like schoolwork to worry about. So I got into TikTok like everybody else and started to kind of put that content into short TikToks. Um, and so, yeah, the TikTok like went really well. And then I started viral. 
yeah, I started doing more Instagram <laughs> stuff. And then I was like, what else can I do? So let's start a podcast. So, uh, yeah. And then once quarantine ended, my husband and I decided that I would just continue doing the mom room stuff and see where it goes. So yeah, that's basically how I got here. It's so crazy because having watched your journey, it's okay. I mean, I have so much I want to ask you because <laughs> you have such an interesting, it's just such an interesting, interesting mix of stuff because you like slid your PhD stuff in there. Okay. First of all, you are like going viral on TikTok for making like hilarious, relatable stuff with your messy bun and just calling out the bullshit of motherhood. But then people Okay, I'm just going to words vomit all of the things I have in my head right now too, and we can tackle them one by one. <laughs> but then people are assholes to you and yes. you clap back in a hilarious way, but they don't realize that like, hello, you're actually, you have a PhD in psychology. Yeah. So like, yeah, I know what's up, bitch. Like, it's, it's funny. It's always awkward. So I love TikTok because they have the video reply, which yes, is you're like, so good at that. It is so just... Sassy genius and i wish instagram had it as well because it's so satisfying when like you get this nasty comment and you're like oh really yeah, and then you on. can just like put the person on blast like hopefully teaching them a lesson but yeah and like sometimes i feel bad because i'm like i don't want to be like oh i have like i'm smart and like listen to me yeah, but you don't rub it in people's face though no but like at the end of the day, it's like, no, actually, like I am trained in attachment and, um, you know, enjoying playing with your child has nothing to do with building a secure attachment. Like, you know, mm -hmm. so yeah, sometimes I like to throw that in there. Um, but yeah, the video reply is so the cool. best thing in the world. It's so funny. And actually for people who probably haven't followed along on your journey that much when you talk about attachment and the video reply and people calling you out for playing your kids I think what you're talking to is that you get a lot of shit for when you said I don't even know when you first said it but you basically just said you don't love playing with your kid which a lot of us I hate playing with my kids and my husband yeah. and I had this conversation the other day he's like why don't you sit down and play cards with them I'm like because I don't like it no <laughs> I mean I will but I don't enjoy it yeah and you called it out, but then people called you out and it's been sort of this ongoing conversation and dialogue. I think that you've had people on TikTok and it's hilarious that people think I your favorite, my favorite thing from what you said was, well, I didn't have kids to play with them. Like, what are you going to do when they're all grown up and they don't play anymore? Like uh -huh. just sitting there being like, okay, there's no one here to play with because they're teenagers and they want nothing to do with me. This is why I had kids. Yeah, exactly. Great. And I think there's like for everybody, there's different stages in a kid's life. Like from like some people love the newborn stage. I liked the newborn stage because he was just, you know, chilling in his boppy and a I could blob. Yeah, I could do stuff around the house. Like it didn't really affect me very much. But then once he started crawling, like I then <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Then all of a sudden you're like having to make sure they don't hurt themselves all the time. And so you can't do your own stuff. And then I find now as Milo gets older and he's better, like better at understanding me and, you know, get, like play differently, it's getting easier and easier for me. Yeah. But then there's some people that like hate the newborn stage and love the toddler stage. And so it's all different. And I, I find, you know, I'll make a TikTok about one, um, you know, one small thing and people like generalize it to like Milo's entire life and like motherhood in general. And it's like, no, I just don't enjoy playing 
toddler games. I'm not saying that I don't because I do all the time and yeah. it's exhausting, but I don't enjoy it all the time. Which and like, that's okay. fine. And like the 95% of the comments that I get are like, oh my God, me too. I fucking hate playing with my kids. And then there's like the one person that's like, playing is such an important part of a child's development. Like, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, thank yeah, you. Thanks. Like, thanks. Cool. Yeah. Like, cool, cool, cool. Cool. Yeah. Thanks. Cool. I thanks. get it. I learned it. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Uh, so uh, yeah. It's crazy though. I think one of the biggest things that I've seen and I have like, and I, this is sort of the opening to my podcast. Like I have no formal training in mental health or anything like that. I've just been to therapy for years and years and years. So I think of things I've been trained to think of things in a different way from before I started therapy. Yeah. Like my perspective has now shift shifted. And it's so interesting because one of the biggest things I see online is that people take things out of context and they don't picture the big picture. So you saying in one moment on one TikTok video, Hey, cool. I don't like my kids playing with my kid. It doesn't mean you're not doing all these other things behind the scenes. And it doesn't like, it's wild that we make those jumps, but it's cool that you're calling people. You're holding people accountable to the things that they're saying online, which is what I like. I don't like online bullying, but you're doing it in a way that you're holding people accountable for saying things to another human being in comments. Yes. And oftentimes I, I feel like the comments are made like as a defense mechanism, yes. like people like watch a TikTok and maybe they don't agree with it. So like they have this, like they feel uncomfortable all of a sudden, like, oh my God, mm. a mother is saying she doesn't like, <gasps> she doesn't enjoy playing with her child <laughs> oh. and like they're uncomfortable. And so they like, they just like out of, you know, instantly write their little comment. Um, and then it's like, Ooh, okay, I got that out of my system. And it's like, well, no, like <laughs> how it works. you can't like, yeah. So, but anyways, it's wild. you handle it so well. And I think, um, I haven't actually really told anybody this yet, but it's pretty, like, it's not shocking news, but one of the reasons why I stepped back from Instagram and blogging for a while was because I had a really hard time managing all the negative criticism. There is people, I don't think unless you're in this space, realize how many horrible comments you get bombarded at you from all angles all the time, whether it's someone DMing you, commenting, whatever it might be. Some of them are just constructive criticism, which is fine. But when you pile on all of the constructive criticism with like the negative comments, with the flat out hate, it becomes really hard to manage mm -hmm. um, over time like your wall sort of breaks down. So I was like, okay, this is, I recognize my limits. I need to take a step back. This is more on me than them, but I'm impressed <laughs> all that to say, I'm impressed how much you have the capacity to handle and based on the crap that you get. And you said something really interesting in your stories the other day about your dad and oh, how yeah. he frames. So I would love for you to say that again. Cause I was like, yeah, that's a, it's, it's not rocket science, but it, it framed it in such a good way that I think could help people with other stuff related to motherhood. Right. So initially, and sometimes I catch myself, you know, someone will write something, a comment on like an Instagram reel or a TikTok, And my initial reaction is like, I get defensive, mm -hmm. which of course that's, normal. that's what we all do. Like you initially get defensive, but I, I try not to respond in that state. Like yes. I'm, you know, like defensive and like, I'm going to go on attack. So usually <laughs> I like, let it sit for a bit. And I like to, like, I think through my thoughts, like, okay, like, why do I think this person is saying that? Like, do they have a point? Like, how can I kind of 
respond to this? Um, do I think they're totally like out to lunch? Um, so yeah, I always like wait a little while before I respond for sure. Um, but yeah, something my dad all, like, I just remember him saying this all the time growing up. Um, he always used to tell us like, consider the source. So when I see someone comment on my TikTok, like, I don't know who this person is. I have no, um, like, like, I don't know the context in which they wrote it. I don't know their situation. I don't know like anything. Do, do they mean anything to me? Like, you know how sometimes like your mom will disagree with something that you're doing and like, it makes you feel upset because you're like, Oh, like I respect my mom. I, Like, I know that she is coming from a good place and I value her opinion. Like comments that you receive on social media, like I don't have that feeling towards them because like consider the source, like who is this person? You have no idea. And they could be completely out to lunch. Sometimes people will will make a good point and it's like, okay, like, thank you for saying that. Usually it's in a DM because typically when people are gonna, you know, disagree and they have a good point. They're not trying to be mean. They're trying to help. They're genuinely trying to help. They direct message you. They're like, actually, you know, and they like give me the background for why they disagree, like whatever it is. And that's fine. Like I will have a conversation with them. I, I oftentimes will screenshot the direct messages back and forth when I have like these intelligent and like well-meaning like interactions with people. And then I share it with people because I'm like, you don't have, I don't have to just share my opinion. Like I like to show the back and forth, like that can happen in a respectable way. And yeah, here's this other perspective, you know? Um, but yeah, consider the source. Like it's, it just, it's so simple simple. and it's, and it's like genius. Like if, you know, someone's rude to you in Walmart or something, it's like, Okay, let's consider the source here. Should I should this Walmart. So much should, rage in Walmart. I know it's true though. Like, should this negatively affect my day? No. Okay. Moving on. Like, that's it. It's it's I don't know why that one it gets got through to me more than like hurt people hurt. Like that one is also helpful. Yeah. Um, there's a couple other sort of ways of saying the same thing, but consider the source to me was so interesting because ultimately I don't, I, like you said, with your mom versus some random person on TikTok or Instagram, I truly don't care what they think. My life, the most important people in my life are my friends and my family. I care what they think that source would hurt. Right. But it's so clear. I, I just, anyways, I think it was really applicable even for comparison in parenting or criticism in parenting. It could be applied to that as well. Not even just bloggers. (laughs) Yeah. And something like something that I've been thinking about recently, and you're in a very similar situation to me, like, you know, we're moms and we have a following on social media. And I think people expect, like, we're almost in the business of being liked, you know? Yeah. And which makes it difficult because you know, never before did I worry about like, Ooh, is this going to upset people or like, are people going to like take this the wrong way? And now I find myself like thinking more about things that I post and I'm not just like, you know, like, like blurting stuff out. Cause you're held accountable now because people fucking go ape shit. If you say something that they don't agree with. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And, and it's, 
it made me think like, clearly we're not Ellen DeGeneres, but you know, <laughs> you know, when she, like, she had that stuff in the summer and she was like, you know, I'm known, a, like, I'm known for being like the nice person, like be kind to one another, mm-hmm. which is great, but that's a lot of pressure and people have that expectation of you. So when you're in a bad mood one day and you know, you're not the nicest to someone who comes up to you and asks for a photo, it's like, whoa you know? And it's like, well, no, like we're human too. Like we can have bad days and we can be in a bad mood. Um, so yeah, I've been thinking about that too. Like it's difficult to be in a business where you're like, you just want, like you're people like you. And so you don't want to, um, do anything that can, you know, disappoint them them even. Yes. yeah. 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 It's, it's true. And it's, it's tricky because I find right now these days too, everyone, and I don't know if you've noticed the same, but I find compared to before COVID people are now so much more comfortable expressing their opinions online than I think they were before. So it's, and, and this call, this is for like every space and every, like there's so much online and it's probably because, and you could probably speak to this from like a psychology perspective, but there's no other form of interaction. So online is the only way we're able to communicate and we're not able to see these people in person. So now everyone's just freaking word vomiting online. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, I, and I think just in the world, there's so people are under so much stress, Mm -hmm. you know, in the last, like since quarantine and all this stuff happened and like major life stress, like, you know, people's jobs, um, homeschooling, like, and then the anxiety about, you know, the, the virus going around and not being able to see family, like being isolated, like there's so much stress. And like you said, on like interacting with people online is one of the only things that we people can do to have like an outlet and so I think that's where a lot of people's like stress and negative energy is going now more so than ever Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. it's 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 wild I I don't know I've just noticed a huge uptick in it and when you said that you think more about what you're posting now it's it's so true because I'm like okay did I say this are people gonna misinterpret it are they gonna because often, even though I'm typically pretty good at putting what's in my brain on paper, I often don't necessarily totally reflect it. You know, like what you're thinking in your head isn't necessarily what comes out in writing or in whatever. And then it can be misinterpreted. I'm like, I don't want to offend anybody and I don't want to disappoint anybody. And it's, yeah. Ah. Oh yeah. I've made TikToks where I, I put it out and I'm like, this is fucking hilarious. Like this is so good. And then you know, I go, I, yeah, I go back and check on it. Like, you know, 20 minutes later and I look at someone's comment and I'm like, like the, you know, they're upset and they're like, I like, don't think it's funny, like for whatever reason. And then I go back and watch the TikTok from that perspective. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, holy shit. Like that could yeah, be like, totally <laughs> taken the wrong way. And like, so I'll take it down, but like that has happened to me. And I think it's just, you need to be flexible in, you know, looking at someone else's perspective and understanding that, you know, not everyone is going to take it the way that you intended it to be taken. Um, but yeah, that's happened to me quite a few times. And I was like, I felt like such a shit, like, yeah, you feel bad. You're like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. I want to take a quick minute for this season's podcast sponsor, Bathorium. 
I was so excited when they agreed to sign up to be this season's podcast sponsor because I have been a huge fan since COVID started. And even more interestingly, I wasn't a bath fan (laughs) before I started using their products. I didn't like the idea of having to sit still and take a bath. And now through COVID, it is the only time that I can, and only way that I find I'm able to decompress and take a moment to myself. My favorite are the bath soaks. They're so, so wonderful. And I get out feeling smooth and relaxed and amazing. And they've decided to give you guys 15% off on everything on their website. All you need to do to get the code and get access to that discount is go to mumbreak.ca slash bath. I'm super excited to support this Canadian company who make all of their vegan and ethically produced products in Canada. I even love talking to the marketing manager who is an Ottawa mom, who is a wonderful human being. So super excited about this podcast sponsor. Go check out their stuff, mumbreak.ca slash bath to get 15% off. Because you don't mean, and I think you don't mean it in any way, shape or form that's harmful, but it's that perspective, right? Yeah. And that's what, like, that is, I've had that a few times. It sucks. Yeah. And it's the difficult part of, of comedy. Like I always tell my husband, I'm so happy that like being a comedian is not my, you know, lively. Like, because it's so hard to, to make a joke in, in today's climate, like with regard to whatever. Anything. Yeah. And like, people are so sensitive. And so, yeah, but. Oh my God. Speaking of comedy, my mom is obsessed with you. Oh, she, she's like that mom room girl. Cause I guess you have bought headbands from her. For a yes. While I love beginning. her stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, Oh my God, I just love her. And she doesn't say that about a lot of people because she's in the stage of parenting where she's like, gets to have fun with grandchildren. She's almost sort of she hasn't forgotten what it's like in this stage of parenting, but she almost has in a way. Yeah. And it's changed so much in the 30, whatever years that I've been a baby. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, she finds you so funny. She's, anyways, so that's just my little, like, for my yeah. mom. Aww, um, thanks, <laughs> thanks mom. Yeah. Yay. I wonder if she'll listen. I think she, her and my dad listened to my podcast episodes. So I have to, um, sometimes I'm a little bit cautious like, I don't know, are your family like right up in there about social media stuff and or, like your in-laws or anything? My mom is, um, like my mom's all over my stuff. I call her like my manager because she'll be like, <laughs> Renee, she'll text me at like 10 PM one night and be like, did you see there's someone commenting on your TikTok that your link in your profile is not working? <laughs> like bubble, something like that. And I'm like, okay, mom, Thanks, like I'll mom. deal with it tomorrow. <laughs> yeah did you see that comment on your Instagram? Like, like, Oh my God. It's so funny. Um, good for her. Go, mom. My dad, not so much. I'm trying to get them on the podcast. Cause I think it would be hilarious. Yeah. Me too. yeah. Um, so good. but yeah, in-laws, um, like my father-in-law, no, he's not on social media. My mother-in-law is a bit and like, I'll send her, she didn't even know I had a podcast. And I'm like, yeah, like it's doing pretty well. Like, but now she, I think <laughs> now she's understanding. I think at first she was, at first she was probably like, like, is she ever going to work or like, what is she doing? But, um, <laughs> now she kind of gets it. <laughs> That's is she ever going to work, which is, it's so funny because you went from, okay, I'm, I'm just going to bounce around all over the place here. Um, you went from your husband's a surgeon, correct? Mm. Okay. So you went from, you know, being, I don't know, was he in, you, sorry, I forget you said, was he in med school when you met or was he already a practicing surgeon when you he met? He was in residency in residency. Ottawa. Okay. 
So he's like this guy who's spending all of his life in residency and you're doing your PhD and you're like super uber professionals. And then all of a sudden you're like, I'm going to do TikToks. (laughs) And I know there's more to it than that because I do it. (laughs) Trust me, I know. But that's how it would seem from the outside. You're like, I'm a doctor, but I'm just going to do TikToks and not be a doctor. But my husband's going to be a surgeon. Yeah. Um, So how did that go over? (laughs) Like what's the plan how's that conversation happening (laughs) honestly like I've been told throughout my grad school and this is so funny and it just makes so much sense like it's so me every time like there's presentations or whatever always like I get an a plus because like my information (laughs) and yeah like everything is like good to go but I always would get like a little comment that's along the lines of like, try to be more professional (laughs) always. And I'm like, no, like just because I can deliver a presentation in an entertaining way does not mean like, you know, like, and I feel like if a, if a male student did the same thing, they wouldn't get that comment. They'd be celebrated. Yeah, totally. Like, Oh, like what an amazing uh, speaker he is. But yeah, so I always, captivating. Yeah, exactly. I <laughs> always <off. laughs> would get those comments and I was like, fuck that. Like, no. So, and I always tell people like I was in school because I loved being in school. Like who mm-hmm. I got scholarships, I got funding. Like I had zero student debt at the end. Like I got to travel, go to conferences, like work from home in my pajamas. Who wouldn't want to do that? So yeah, I just stayed in school for as long as possible. I, I loved my topic area and my supervisor, like my colleagues that I was, which was what, by the way, sorry, what was your topic area? It was, uh, eating disorders and psychotherapy. Interesting. Yeah. So interesting. Loved it. Like did my research out of the hospital in Ottawa. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's not like I had this passion, like, you know, I'm going to like start a research Institute and, you know, be like the best professor at like whatever university, like I thought maybe I would be a professor, but with my husband's position, we're very limited. We have to go wherever he mm-hmm. gets a job. And it's not like you can just put in a resume and be a professor. Like there's very, yeah. like the, the jobs Hire are few me. and far between. <laughs> like if I really wanted to be a professor, I'd have to be willing to just move wherever and take whatever job. Um, and then we had Milo and it was like, my husband's job is so demanding in that like he works really random hours. Like he could be on call and not come home till like 9 PM one day. So there, there has to be someone who's kind of like the stable person that has like a flexible schedule and, you know, um, so yeah, I just, I used to laugh when people like in February of 2020, people would be like, cause I was almost done my PhD. They'd be like, so what are you going to do when you finish your PhD? And I would always joke and say, I'm going to make TikToks. Oh, fuck off. Really? I I swear <laughs> to God. And it was like a joke because I was just getting into TikTok and it's like, haha. And then now that's literally what I do. So it's that's kind of so like, funny. it's just like a funny situation. Like, yeah. It's how, okay. Like take us, okay. 10 years ago. When, how old was I? 10 years ago? 24. I was 25. Okay. So we're, yeah, we're the same age. We're okay. Did I finish undergrad? We're like finishing undergrad or like finished undergrad. 
in a million years, would you ever have thought, hey, I'm going to have a career on TikTok, which didn't exist at the time. Like, how insane is that, that we can do this now? Yeah, it is. Like, it is crazy. I will say like when I was a young child, I used to, and I shit you not, like I will <laughs> get my mom to like, to say that this is true. I used to play songs in like on our old, like, you know, household computer, I would play songs and like mouth the words to like the beginning of like rap songs. It would be like, you know, like they would be talking and I would like make videos like, Oh shit. It's, oh, it's my insane. God. I used to like pretend to do cooking shows in the kitchen and like, <laughs> you so know, like head act weird. <laughs> I know. And I always used to think, cause like now these kids are like these huge stars on YouTube and stuff. And I was like, fuck, if I was just born like 10 years later or something, like I would be a superstar. Like, because this is literally all I wanted to do with my time was like make stupid videos. And then I got sucked into academia. <laughs> Darn damn school. <laughs> yeah. School ruined my life. Uh, yeah. Oh my God. Please make that as a topic on your podcast. If you get your parents on. Okay. I will. Like get them to, or dig up. I need them to dig up an old like video of it. hundred percent. I like... will post one today. I have a couple on my phone and I'll tag yes. you in it. <laughs> Thank you. Oh my God. You're so ahead of your time. I Bro. love it. So good. Okay. Um, I, so I didn't tell you this before we started recording, which I probably should have. Surprise. Um, one of the things that I'm doing now for the podcast this season is I am sending a group, like I have a group text that I use, like I use community to text people. Mm -hmm. Um, and I let them know that you're going to be on the podcast, ask you anything. So we're going to ask them live and I didn't give you any warnings. I'm sorry about that. Not that I actually do, but they're, um, the reason I ask is because it's one of the questions, what about in-laws and we're sort of on a tangent. If your brain works like that, I think it does. We can make the connection somehow. Okay. (laughs) Um, and the question was, and I will just read it here. How would she, you, how would you handle in-laws who overstep way beyond boundaries? Okay. <laughs> okay. I get, <laughs> I get questions about in-laws all the time. And because I think, why? because I think it's a, a genuine struggle that a lot of people have. And like, there's two sides to that issue, right? Like there's me and then mm-hmm. there's my in-laws. So I'm pretty lucky. Like, first of all, my in-laws live in Vancouver. Mm. So yeah, like they're further away and it's not like they're coming over every things. day. Exactly. Like, which I don't think they would anyways, cause they're just not that type of person. My, both my parents and his parents, like even when it came to like our wedding, like, you know, those like hot topics that usually there's tension mm-hmm. in, in families, like nothing. It's always been like, what do you guys want to do? Like, we didn't do like a lot of the traditional things that people do at weddings. And like, it was fine. It was like, no, this is what we're going to do. But I am also a person that will say what I want to say. And I think like, I don't let people feel like they can, uh, like impose what they want on me. So like it goes both ways. Like they're a, ty- a, a certain type of person and, but so am I. So well. yeah. And I'm really not afraid to, to say things like, I'm sure some, some people would hear certain things that I say 
to like maybe my mother-in-law or something. And they'd be like, Oh geez. Like, <laughs> like, you what? know, what would you say? That <laughs> so would this, freak normal this, people out? <laughs> this is a perfect example. So I've been thin my whole life. Like, like a space, your body girl. type. It totally is. Like I'm six feet tall. So it even exact feet. Yeah. Oh, I, I, sorry. Fascinating thing. Cause I'm always so curious how people, how tall people are in real life. Cause you always, I picture you being the same. I'm five, nine. So yeah. I just picture you being the height of me. Because, five, nine. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. So Exciting. sorry. It like accentuates like my thinness because yes. I'm so lanky as well. Absolutely. So anyways, the last few years, obviously I was like pregnant and then I was like postpartum and for a while, like for a couple years, like years ago, I was in CrossFit. So I was like super like Fact. ripped. Yeah. I was like Hercules. So now that I haven't worked out at all in like, since Milo was born, basically I'm back to like my baseline state of like being really thin and not mm-hmm. having much muscle. Mm-hmm. So like my mother-in-law, the last few times I've seen her, she, she would always be like, like, you're so thin, like, and you know, like always like trying to get me to have like seconds of dinner and like just stuff like that, which is, you know, like, that's like a generational thing. It's mm-hmm. like, they don't just waste want pe- anything. Too. Yeah. They, they want people to eat and you know, but it was always targeted at me and nobody else. And it's like, it would just like, it bothered me because so anyways, one day we were on FaceTime with her and she said something about like, geez, like you're, are you losing more weight or like something like that? And I was like, do you ask like my husband, like, do you, are you concerned about him gaining weight? Because he's gained a bunch of weight lately, but you don't say anything about his weight. Why is it always about me losing weight? Like I'm wearing the jeans that I wore before I got pregnant. So I'm just back to my normal size. And she's like, just me. She's like, oh, okay. Like, you know, like, and, and, but then at least like that, just like set it straight. And it was like pointing out the fact that why are we always talking about my body? Like, you know, other people's bodies are changing too. And we don't say anything like, so yeah, I just, I'm not afraid to, to say things. (laughs) Well, it's good. And so neither am I. And so I think it's hard to, and this is where I struggle. I, it's, I find it hard for me personally to have empathy in a situation that you could say something and fix it Mm. like it's but then again that's just me because I'm comfortable saying things Mm -hmm. right whereas most uh, most people I think in that situation probably wouldn't have said anything they just would have been bitter and quiet and yeah the resentment would have built but it's I think that's more normal I mean normal such a stupid word but you know what I more common common Common, thank you sorry (laughs) ask me the normal it's um but it's so hard to do. So with in-laws, I think you're right. Like to that point, it's a mix of both your, the, the parents and then the parents go, hold on. This is how this got, com- got complicated. You and them. <laughs> yeah. It's a mix. Yeah, for sure. Because when people ask me advice about in-laws, I'm always hesitant. Like each situation is so unique. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I, I can tell you like, this is what I do. I just stand up for myself and I say what I want and my expectations, you know, like if they make some kind of comment about, you know, how I'm interacting with Milo or, you know, oh, like you, you shouldn't always run over to him when he like is whining, you know, like something like that. Something. I will just, I will flat out interrupt it right there. And I will just say, no, when, when he cries or whatever, like I'm going to him and that's how we're doing it. Like, 
I, I, I'm trained in attachment. And so maybe I'm biased, but that's how I want to handle the situation. End of story. Never brought up again. That's amazing. But the thing is, that's, I, I, I'm able to say those things to them. So mm-hmm. if I give that advice to someone like, yeah, just like put your foot down and like, say what you want to say. Well, their in-laws could be like, you know, start a huge family war because they stood up yeah. for themselves. So it's hard. It's so different and it's so situational and people receive feedback in different ways. Like it sounds like they can receive it really well. Okay. Question. Are you the same with your husband as you are just in saying what you want? Cause I'm with my husband. I'm almost to a fault being like, this is exactly what I need. Here is exactly it. And I'll get upset. if I'm like, but I told you exactly what I wanted. Why didn't you do it? I'm like, I'm not playing games. I'm not like testing you. I'm just like, I want I don't know. Stupid example. Take your socks off in bed. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't even know why I thought of that. Cause I'm sitting beside my bed, bed right now. <laughs> but are you, are you like that with your husband as well? Or are you, I don't know. Yeah. Like we, he is want. very like, he is the opposite. Like he's reserved. Like I need to like pull stuff out mm, of him. Yeah. Um, always like, that's just how he is. Um, I'm the complete opposite. I, always like I will bring stuff up just so that it's out there and like if I feel I don't know like anytime I'm feeling something I will say it and sometimes I'll 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 say it in the moment which that's like the hardest right like yeah like you just some feelings uh, yeah (laughs) And, and I'll be like or like he'll react a certain way and then like, I'll think about it. And I'm like, I'm going to bring that up. Like, remember when I did this and then you reacted that way? Well, it made me feel like this, like, so in the future, like you probably didn't mean for it to come out that way, but like, then it made me feel like this. And like, it's just like about communication like that. And I, I think a lot of people have that reactive, uh, like, you know, like, but like they react out of like defensiveness as opposed to like, just explain like when you did that, it made me feel like this and blah, 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 like blah, 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 <laughs> blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know what we do? Cause we, so we got to a point in our marriage where like, okay, we need to figure this out. You know? Oh, it's funny. I saw a study too, the other day where, who was it? It was on a study about happiness. And when you talk about like the new maritable, 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 <laughs> <laughs> marital bliss, it's literally the like two years of getting married and met being, you know, meeting are when you're the most happy, happiest. And then that you look at the chart and the graph and it like crashes after two years. But for most people, again, most, not always, that's when you have kids too. So you throw in like the maritable, (laughs) marital, (laughs) thank you, help (laughs) that is gone. And then you have kids and it's even more stressful. So anyways, we hit that stage. Like most people do. We're like, we need to figure it out. Going back to the part of how this is actually funny when we snap in that moment and things get a little defensive and snappy in the thick of things. Now our rule is if one of us says something like super douchey or really mean, the other person has to say pickle. (laughs) (laughs) You just yell pickle in the middle of it and you get the opportunity to do it again. And so you redo, like you, you pickle the pickle. (laughs) We just picked a funny word. So we all pickle, we redo that moment. And if the person can't redo the moment nicely, they have to take an extra bedtime. <laughs> that's the, that's the, that's the, um, pun or extra wake up. 
Yeah. yeah. So the person has to get punished by doing an extra wake up with the kids. So the other person That's gets to sleep funny. in. If you don't pickle the pickle. <laughs> See, I, he would be the one saying pickle all the time because I'm the one that like something will come out of my mouth. And then he's like, <gasps> like, so, Renee, pickle. <laughs> so upset, you know? And I'm like, Oh, like, oh, yeah, so he, funny. He, he never like, he will like if you see him in like my Instagram stories and stuff like he never loses his temper like oh, he seems really like like he's chill. very like Composed. and I'm like bleh, bleh, bleh. like yeah so what kind of surgeon is he he's Not a the- ur- urologist so penis penis he's a peepee doctor cool yeah such a I always wonder how people choose their specialties like it's always so interesting to me um Anyways, this is inside. This isn't about him. This is about you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Speaking of you, one of the other questions we got, and I'll read the whole thing because it's nice for you. She says, I love Renee and that she doesn't want to ask you anything too serious. So maybe something lighthearted. She just wants to know some random fun facts about you. This is fun. Um, (laughs) Something that people probably don't know is that I was an athlete my whole life and played division one volleyball in the NCAA. That's super impressive. So weird, right? Yeah. And I absolutely hated it. Like it was, (laughs) that's weird. (laughs) I got, it was fun because I got to live in Florida for a year, but I was like, I I quit the team. Literally. I started like the preseason training in August And in December, I quit the team. I was like, this is so manipulative. So Mm. like, it was like volleyball camp and just fit your classes where you can. And like a three hour practice in the middle of the day, every single day, like 5 a.m. like beach workouts. Like it was brutal and it wouldn't have been so bad, but the, the coaching, like, oh my God, I I've never met somebody so awful in my life. So anyways, that was fun. Um, but yeah, people probably don't, don't know that about me. And then after that experience, I was like, I'm just going to go home, focus on school. Um, and the Be a student forever. Yeah, exactly. The university in Sudbury didn't have a volleyball team. So I was like, well, there goes that. Like, I guess I'll just focus on school. So yeah, that's one thing. Um, I've traveled a lot, like just with conferences, um, and that, what else? Um, I used to be a figure skater when I was like really, really little. So random. Yeah. Like, like pers- your winter sport when you're not playing, I guess volleyball is technically winter, right? Like yeah. it's the season a- is usually in a gym. Yeah. yeah. In Canada. Are you yeah. Beach or is there a difference in volleyball, like beach versus indoor? I know yeah. nothing about volleyball uh, based uh, on my question. <laughs> I was indoor. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> I'm like, help. <laughs> Do you remember when we were young like, you know, the, the station YTV. Yeah, of course. Okay. I met one of the guys once at Whistler. I was like, this is amazing. Sorry. Okay. I'm so, sure you know, did. the show, <laughs> you know, the show, uh, oh, yeah. Okay. So I was on, uh, oh, <gasps> Canadians everywhere. Heads are exploding. Yeah. And so, okay. My husband was like, I don't believe you. And I, I had the t-shirt for the longest time and I lost the t-shirt. I don't know where it is. So (laughs) we like searched, I searched because I had to prove it to him. And there's like this database somewhere online. I like Googled for probably days, like to try and find the episode that I was in. Cause this was in when I was in grade eight. So this is like 
I can't even do the math, but a long ass time ago. And <laughs> for some reason, like the one episode, cause it was like, they shot on location in Sudbury. Can't find it. I'm going to look again today. I'm going to write this down. I love how this is, this is a dark hole of your day. I know. Like my husband doesn't believe me. I'm like, oh, so yeah, you have the t-shirt. I know, but I lost it. Um, I need to find a picture. I know I got to find it. Fuck. You're famous. I know. Back then too. Yeah. And then something else that's random. When I was in my master's program in Ottawa, my, I went home for Christmas and my sister and I, um, did an application for me for Canada's next top model. So we put it in and then they like sent me back this like hundred question, like questionnaire that I had to fill out. And yeah, so I sent that back. And then, so they brought me to the auditions in Montreal. So cool. It was so such a crazy experience and they like grouped us into groups and we had to do like go into this room where, you know, like they're all sitting at the desk and there's like lights and stuff. Like it was so weird. Um, and yeah, like they made us walk like in heels, like in a bikini and yeah, that was bizarre. So I did that. I didn't make it to the show, but I made it to like the last round. And Have you was, ever done any modeling before this? No. Is this just like a laugh for you? Like it, it was, was like, just this, like, let's do this. Fun. Yeah. So cool. Like I'm tall, I'm thin. Let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> but yeah, that was so bizarre. Cool. Like that's, that'd be a weird experience. I would want to know all the things behind the scenes. Yes, I know. And I remember it. So you had to sit on a stool and they asked one of the questions that they asked me like in person at this audition was like what I, what I'm doing my schooling in. And it was eating disorders, right? So oh, like, it's a little bit like awkward. Awkward. Yeah. You're like, you're like looking around the room. You're like, oh. Yeah, I was like, okay. <sighs> Not the industry, but <laughs> well, it's getting better, I should say. Ooh, yeah, that would be, that would be, that would, yeah. <laughs> I'm not even touching that with a 10 foot pole. (laughs) No, I'm done. (laughs) Oh my gosh. You have the most random life. Random. Yeah. Yeah. And your little guy's the most adorable. How old is he now? I think he's almost Austin's AJ. 27 months. Oh, you're one of those, eh? Yeah. Seven months. I had to think about it earlier because I was, I was messaging someone how old he was. And I was like, I always have to count the months. So, cause what do you say? I say two and so I have a threshold. So I Austin's two and a half, or I say he's two and a half, but he's born in April. When he when is okay. Milo born? September. Okay. So if if it was Milo, I would wait, what month is it? <laughs> December. I had to look at my calendar. <laughs> I would oh I would either say he's two or two and a half. Like that just oh, me. Okay. I round up or I round down according to wherever they're closest. But then I feel like I'm misleading. And sometimes I just say two, but now that he's closer to three, I feel like I don't know. I don't know. I don't See, think a I've... lot of times when people ask how old he is online, I want to be specific because I From feel like a developmental like, comparison. Yeah, they're they're yeah. trying to like see where their child is in comparison. So yeah, that no, that makes sense. From that perspective, it's because a lot happens between, the, and that's why I struggle with saying two versus they're going on three because so much happens between when they're like legitimately twenty four months versus whatever three, three years old is <laughs> 24 months plus 12, 36, 36. months. <laughs> Math is not my strong suit. No, same. Um, calculators. Yeah. got really specific. It was like computers and calculators were perfectly released for our age. Yes. Great. Actually, we were the perfect generation because we didn't have 
TikTok and Facebook and Instagram growing up in our like exciting days of adolescence. And I'm so happy that wasn't documented because that would have been awful. Do you want to hear something so random? Yes. Like we're probably almost out of time, but okay. This is another insanely random story from my life. Okay. I went to school in Florida, like I said, right? So right when I came home from Florida is when Facebook started. Okay. But when Facebook started, it was only at certain universities yeah. in the U S in the States, not in yes, Canada, in the U S. So I had just moved back to Sudbury. I started university at Laurentian, which is mm-hmm. in Sudbury, but previously I was at Florida Atlantic, which is where like I had all my friends still, and they were on Facebook, but I couldn't get Facebook because I was at Laurentian. Laurentian. Okay. My friend went to Harvard. Okay. She's a genius. I went there to visit her shortly after coming back to Sudbury. We went to a fraternity party at Harvard and who the fuck sits down next to me and starts talking to me is one, you know, the guy on the social network, the guy that's ended up suing Mark Zuckerberg and the other guy, that fucking guy. So he's talking to me about how him and his friends like are like quit Harvard because they started Facebook. And I was like, I just moved from Florida to Sudbury and I can't get a Facebook account now because I'm Canadian. You guys need to put it to like Canadian schools. Cause it wasn't that big at the time. Right. Like I didn't know who the fuck I was talking to. And I remember he like went and like made me a drink and like came back and I was like, Oh my God, I could have been like a Facebook wife, but I'm not oh, missed opportunity. You could have been, Oh, now you're just a surgeon wife. Boo. I know. So boring. <laughs> but isn't that so random? That's okay. I don't get starstruck really easily, but stuff like that I do because they're accomplishment based. I was like, that's so cool. Insane. And like at the time it wasn't a huge deal. I was like, Oh, it's like the Facebook guy, but now partying at Harvard with the Facebook guy. That should have been your first story. I'm I'm sorry. I always forget this stuff. Yeah. You need to write. Well, you need to write these things down. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Clearly. Wow. (laughs) Oh my God. Okay. So is there anything else you want to share with people before um, I, I release you back into your exciting life of randomness? Uh, my Monday. Um, yeah. So is this the part where I just say like what I'm doing? Whatever you want. Okay. You so, can say free reign here. Okay. I have a podcast. Hi, my name's Renee. It's called the mom room podcast. Uh, you can find it anywhere. Starting in January, we're moving to YouTube. So it's going to be still like the audio podcast that you can find everywhere, but we're also going to do um, the episodes as like a YouTube show. Hopefully that goes well. Um, I've been working on a book, which like is, it's difficult to like sit and like social media is so like, da 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 da, da like you're mm-hmm. all over the place, like doing different things. And it's hard to just sit and like focus on writing, but I'm going to get back into that after Christmas for sure. So cool. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's, well, like, that's what I'm used to, like in a sense is sitting and writing and doing (laughs) nerd stuff, but it's different when it's not like an academic, uh, paper. Yeah. But like, I don't have to cite my sources. What? (laughs) I can just write, just say what I want. No, one's going to mark this. No, people are just going to buy it or they're not. Exactly. I love it. So yeah, I'm doing that. And then, yeah, I have the TikTok at the dot mom dot room and then Instagram. And we have a Facebook community as well. What's that one called? Uh, it's called the mom room community, I think on Facebook. Cool. Yeah. My, my friend runs it. So 
amazing yeah those there's there <laughs> facebook groups are so funny because some of them are so savage like it's it's See, wild ours is very like she is like um like she's like the police of the group but i also think like i have like a very clear um expectations yes like people know people know how I react to things and so the group has actually been wonderful like with regard to like people just like giving advice and being non-judgmental and super helpful so super happy with how that's going it's true though and mine is the same and it's funny and I think it's it's exactly what you said it's people know how you are they know that you're fair and clear and you'll say whatever you want but in like a kind way yeah. And it's that expectation is like inherently passed down to the group as well. Yeah. Otherwise, like, I think people see how I react <laughs> to negative things. They're scared and of so you. It's, <laughs> it's a little bit scary. So you better think, at least it makes people think before they, you know. Before they write random, because this is the thing. You're reading these comments and how many of, okay, my, and I, I know I should let you go in a second, but how many of the comments that come through, because you get so much engagement, are you actually reading? Are you actually seeing them all? Or would you say like 70% of them, 50%? I try and go on like binges where I'm reading all the comments. TikTok, no, I, I don't um, because it's just too much. I used to like every single comment and like try and, and I just can't do that anymore. And like the DMs, like it's hard. Can't, can't even like, it's, uh, it, it drives me crazy because I want to do that stuff, but then I can't like do other stuff. And it's, it's like a fine balance. Right. Um, but yeah, I read most of the comments on Instagram for sure. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Crazy. I'm so excited to see how this journey for you in 2021 plays out. Cause yeah, when people are listening to this, we'll see where you're at with your books. It'll be February probably when you're listening to this right now, if you guys are yeah. listening. Um, and hopefully you'll have some cool stuff to roll out for them. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for having me. This was so fun. Oh, thank you. I so appreciate it. Good luck with all your writing. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Go check out her podcast guys. Have an awesome one. Okay, guys, that was Renee from The Mom Room. You can go find her on Instagram at the.mom.room or on the second place on TikTok. Her videos are freaking hilarious and she is so, so worth hunting down and following. So thank you today for coming to listen to this episode. As always, just a reminder that this season of the Mom Break Podcast is all about trying to find guests that I think you guys will really super duper... really super duper love. I don't know the last time I said that, that you will really, really love. And the best way that I can do that is to hunt people down and beg them to be on my podcast. But one of the things that they look at first to check out that I'm a legitimate human being who's worthwhile talking to are the reviews. So I would so appreciate if you have a moment to go and leave a review and comment about why you like the episode you listened to, and it will go a long way towards helping with all the work that's going into this. So thank you guys so much. And if you need to find me or talk to me, you can go hunt me down on Instagram at mom.break, or you can always go to my website, mumbreak.ca. Thanks, guys.